Hi, I'm Ben. And I'm Zach. And welcome to The Movie Vault. Today, we are reviewing the 2020 movie directed by Christopher Nolan, Tenet. Backwards is movie this. And that is kind of a start of the adventure that we're about to go on. But first, we have some news to share with everyone. Yes, we are restructuring our movie review podcasts. There will no longer be a 20-minute long plot summary because we realize that most of our viewers have recently watched the movie and they don't want to experience it again. Yes, and even if they haven't, it'd be better for them to just watch the movie than to hear us summarize the movie. So we'll still have spoiler-full episodes in general, although this one will have a tiny little exception. But we're going to have a lot of different things that we're doing versus just summarizing the plot because it's not very hard. Yep. And another great thing is we are back in our studio today. Yes. David finally isn't out of town this weekend. He's back with us, and it's pretty exciting. And next week, he is going to be on the show as punishment for not being here the last two weeks. Yep. We are so whatever David. movie we do, David will have to suffer through with us. Please send in some punishments for us to do to him <laughs> on the podcast. Although he had to review the B movie, so that kind of already was... Uh, although it turned out okay, I guess. It turned out great. I love that one. That one's probably my favorite. That, Zach's favorite? Oh, The one the, that I'm not in. Yeah, I guess Zach doesn't like listening to himself. You guys can tell I self-loathe myself. Um, all right, so what is our first of the new sections? So the first segment that we will have is called Watch or Botch. And this is mostly for movies that have been reviewed in the theater. So this one we went to the theater to watch. And we're just going to tell you whether you, we think you should watch it or whether you shouldn't, so botch. and It's just basically a non-spoiler section before yeah. we completely spoil the movie. All right, so, Zach, watch or botch? If I had to choose between watch or botch, I would choose watch. Definitely. I would also choose watch on this movie, even if it is a little bit long. It's, it's definitely, definitely a long movie. It's very confusing. There's a lot of information to process, and by the time that you process it, it's already three scenes later, and you didn't realize what happens in those scenes. So it, it's, it's, it's definitely hard to grasp, but it's definitely a watch, and it's probably going to have to be a watch times two or times three to completely understand. Yeah, actually, this movie is, like Zach said, it's definitely one that it would help to watch it several times, and in rearranged orders... Uh, to try to understand it. But that's all we'll give you in the spoiler-free section. So if you haven't seen it, make sure you go out to theaters if the standards in your area have allowed for that and go watch it yourself. Yes. The next section that we are going to have is called the quote of the movie. So this week's quote of the movie is uh, a quote that was early on in the movie Um the protagonist, who's the main character, meets this other character who's explaining to him some of the oddities that are going on in the world. And she says, don't try to understand it. Feel it. And that is a really good summary of this movie. Yeah. Don't try to understand it, at least in the first watch. Don't, because you'll just kind of lose your mind in the whole thing. You just, just got to feel it. You got to feel it for the emotions the first time. If you try to understand it, you're not going to have a good time because you're going to fail. And it's, it's kind of funny that we're having a good time again because Robert Pattinson is in this movie. Yes, sir. But we'll get to that later. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so let's get right into the plot. Let's do about, we're gonna do about five minutes of the plot instead of the 20 minute sections that we've done before. So, um, how does this movie start out, Benjamin? Well, we start out with an orchestra. There's a terrorist attack. Um, after the terrorist attack, the guy gets, who's we find out is the protagonist, gets captured, takes a suicide pill. The suicide pill is fake. He gets resurrected, but not really because he wasn't dead in the first place. Finds out that it was a test, and he really was just a noble guy because he didn't uh, give in to the temptation of selling out his friends in that, while he was being tortured. And uh, he comes back. He was told that to use the word tenant in different situations to open doors that he wants and open doors that he doesn't want. And then, uh, yeah, so he goes to this scientist lady, and she teaches him how the physics of tenant works. And uh, basically, there's, there are these things called inverted objects where you can, uh, the entropy in those objects work backwards. So um, when you, uh, like, basically, it's movement is backwards. It's kind of cool. Yeah, and, and that's the, the part where she says, feel it don't try to understand it mm-hmm. um after that he finds he's trying to prevent this world war three thing so he has to go to dubai to talk to this weapons arms dealer and that's when he meets his buddy neil that he that later explains and neil is played by the one and only robert pattinson yes. oh and i didn't mention that the protagonist is played by denzel washington's son john david washington also this is just a clarification. Ben and I are both Team Edward when it comes to the Twilight movies. Yes. Even though I haven't seen the Twilight movies, I am Team Edward. I haven't seen it either, but I'm also Team Edward. Um, that's just because of how amazing Robert Pattinson is in Good Time and in this movie. So, yeah. Anyway, so he meets Neil and they break into the Indian arms dealer's couple's house. And uh, he talks to the man, finds out that the woman is actually in charge of the arms deals. And... Uh, they find out that an, a, a Russian art dealer um, can communicate with the future, and he's the one that they actually should be looking for. Right. And then he goes, tries to find the Russian guy by um, flirting with this lady, but then that doesn't go very well because the lady is the Russian guy's wife, and he brings in his thugs to beat him up, but then he beats up the thugs and goes away because he's cool and he's strong. And following that which there was a meeting with Michael Caine before that, but that's beside the point. It's just we had to get that Michael Caine in there. Yeah. Um, then they have to figure out how to get this painting out of the airport because the painting is what's holding the wife to the husband. So the Russian guy is named Sato, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't He doesn't want his life to leave, so he has, has this painting that is fake or something like that. Yeah. Can you explain that more? Um, it, it's more of a blackmail thing for her, so... Yeah. Yeah. So basically, it's just blackmail. They have to go try to steal it. Um, while they're going to try to steal it, they they have a few hiccups in their plan. They they fight these people. They almost get suffocated in a vault. And their friends, who they have set up, crash an airplane into an airport. And then they get away, but they don't get away with their target thing. Mm-hmm. Because they find out later that Sato still has the painting and so that was all for naught, basically. Yeah. And while they were fighting in the airport, they fought two different people. One of them was fighting in forward time. The other one was fighting in reverse time. Then uh, the main character goes to Mumbai to talk to the Indian lady again about what was happening. And she told him that the reverse guy and the forward guy were both the same guy, just fighting at two different times. And it kind of was, was like the, one of the first twists. That was pretty cool. And... Um, then he pretends, yeah, so he pretends to have an affair with the Russian guy's wife. 
Um, he gets close with the Russian guy because of this, because the Russian guy wants to, Sato wants to kill him. And uh, they, I guess they go parasailing or something like that. They together. go parasailing. The wife tries to kill the husband, Sato. And then in a shocking turn of events, the protagonist goes out and saves him, which you're like, why does he do that? It's because he wants to make a deal with Sato. Sato is an arms dealer, and he knows that he has access to these nuclear weapons, I believe. And he wants to get deal plutonium to him. It's a trick so he can figure out what's going on. Um, but the, the ending is he ends up snooping around, and he gets in trouble, but the deal is still on. And so then they go to make the deal. Yep, yeah, they go to make the deal, and it is actually pretty weird. So he goes in with in forward time. So let's just say that the, the deal doesn't go that well. Um, the wife uh, gets shot, Cat gets shot and in reverse time. And then it's a really cool scene because it's through this window, and one side has forward time, the other side has reverse time, and it all happens at once. So you get to see, two se- you get to see the same scene happen twice from two different perspectives. And then... It's about halfway through the movie at this point, and the protagonist goes through the portal or whatever to go into reverse time at this time. And from this point on, he's experiencing the movie backwards, all the right. way back to the beginning. So we saw a crashing car earlier in one of the chase scenes. Turns out he was driving that car that crashed. Mm-hmm. And then they get eventually get back to the airport after they have saved Cat. So Cat was dead, and then they went back in reverse time, saved her, but they had to go back... I, I forget why they had to go back to the airport. They, they had to go back to the airport. And that's where we find out that uh, the protagonist character was the one who was fighting him earlier in the, in the movie in forward time. And he was both people. Yeah. And, and what had happened is that Neil saw him take off the mask and realized what was going on. Because Neil was the one who was always more informed about the technology mm-hmm. throughout the movie. But the protagonist didn't know to the extent of what Neil knew. So basically they go on this long... Uh, time traveling back through all of them, all of the different things that happened at the beginning of the movie. And the wife eventually confronts, Cat eventually confronts Sato. And Sato's plan was that he actually had pancreatic cancer and that he was going to take the world with him by creating the start of the apocalypse and the end of the apocalypse at the same time from his perspective by doing it in two different times from reverse time and forward time. And so they have to create a bunch of different teams to go forward and backward in time at this big climactic battle, blah, blah, blah. And it's pretty confusing, like super confusing. Yeah, there's basically a bunch of troops like in Hobbs and Shaw. Like imagine the end of Hobbs and Shaw, but with some of the troops going in reverse time and some of them going in normal time. Yeah, it's like Hobbs and Shaw, but more confusing. Yeah, that's this entire movie, basically. And no Dwayne Johnson, sadly. Yeah, you know, he probably could have made the movie. It's okay. Robert Pattinson makes up for that's it. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But, uh, and then the ending of the movie, we see, so there was a part of the movie where Kat had said that her husband, he, she saw him dive off the ship and disappear, their yacht in Vietnam, and with another lady. Well, it turns out that she was that lady, and she shot him, but she almost shot him too early because they needed to get the uh, the bomb deactivated before Kato died because that was going to activate the algorithm somehow but fortunately they drug it out they drug the th- one of the things out i think it was one of the the particles that controlled the algorithm mm-hmm. it's not the bomb so the bomb went off but they got the thing out so it didn't trigger the apocalypse and then we get this scene with uh neil and the protagonist at the end where they talk about how their friendship 
is just beginning for the protagonist, but it's ending for Neil. So they experience friendship, their friendship backwards to each other. Yeah. And so, yeah, speaking of Watcher Botch, we really botched that, uh, that explanation. But the reason that we botched it is because this movie is so confusing. Not only that, there's just a lot going on that we can't explain, and we don't really want to explain. We, we can't really explain it in uh, the five minutes that we probably went a little bit over, um, but we're, we're doing our best, and, and you're right. We don't really want to explain it, because you kind of you got to go figure it out for yourself. You know, that's what yeah. Christopher Nolan wants. Yeah, exactly. So, next part that we're going to do is something probably just for this movie, but what would you rate this movie on the confusion scale? Um, I'm out of gonna, 10. Out of 10. I'm going to give this one an 8. I'm trying to think, I, I guess, what is the most confusing movie you've ever watched? I mean, this has to be There are more there. confusing movies that don't make sense, okay. though. That, this yeah. one okay. makes, this so one's a, a logically movie, consistent. A movie that doesn't make sense would be Eraserhead. Yeah. Like, that movie makes zero sense. But it's not also, it's not, this one's supposed to be trying to be logically consistent. Eraserhead isn't because it's more, um, like, out there and... and like, that's not the point of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie is, like, it's supposed to be, you're supposed to be able to figure it out. But in one sitting, it's really hard to figure out. So that's why I yeah. give it eight. It's like an escape room where they only give you, like, half the time that you're allotted usually. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah. I, I think it, it's up there with Inception. I think we're going to talk about that later. I feel like this is more confusing. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, anyway, I, I might agree with you on that one. I would also give it an eight just because it was super confusing. Yeah, and it's late when we're watching it, and I just you have to use your mind, you know? Yeah, that's not something that we need to do after high well, school. Well, I'm trying to take notes, you know? Yeah, I, I really botched my notes, too. So I really botched It's because you figure out everything like 30 minutes after they set it up, so that's why. Yeah. All right, the next section we're going to do is called Favorite Moments. It's, I mean, if you, in case you don't know what that means, we're going to talk about our favorite moments. Okay, my, my favorite moment of the movie was the fight scene between um the protagonist and the and kato's thugs because it really set up the protagonist character because he let he let the thug so this was his the sato was assuming that he was having an affair with his wife which wasn't true and although he clearly did care for her by the end of the movie um but he he kind of let the thugs get to him a little bit at first and then he completely went off and it was epic it was in the kit it was in a kitchen which kitchen fight scenes are just cool for some reason um there was like he was putting the guy's head down the down the line and just shoving it all the way down i don't know i just thought that it was a very well done fight scene and in tight a tight spot so that's what i like yeah i I think my favorite part had to have been that scene where they're breaking into the to the art vault and movie vault art vault and anyway (laughs) they're they're breaking into it and there's they're fighting two people are fighting one of them is the protagonist the other one is the protagonist, but he doesn't know it's the protagonist. He doesn't know it's himself. And they're fighting each other. One of them's in forward time and the other one's in backwards time. And the physics of their fight was just so weird and cool at the same time. And if you think the more you think about it, the more consistent it seems. But it seems really outlandish when you're watching it. But it's just it's really cool actually. One of the coolest things about this movie is that everything that you see that you're like, that seems kinda out of place, they always revisit it every single time. Mm-hmm. That like, there were several moments where I was just, like, my jaw just kind of dropped because I realized what they had done. There's one scene at the end of the movie where they're running into this tunnel and this this Hummer is honking its horn. And you're like, why is that? Do- why are they doing that? And then you realize that that was Neil in the past or, like, in the future. One of the- I think he was in 
I don't know. Some somewhere in the time warped, and he was trying to warn them, but they he didn't do it in time. So stuff like that in this movie was very cool. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I'd say the the choreography, which we'll get to, but the choreography and the fight scenes and just the physics of the movie, the action, everything was just really good. Very, very, very good. All right. Is that it with yeah, favorite moments? Yeah, I guess favorite moments. So let's get into... So the movie vault has actually been picking up a little pep in its step lately. So we're actually introducing a new sponsor that we have. Yes. This episode of the movie vault is brought to you by Hedman Anglin Insurance Agency. Hedman Anglin Insurance Agency has been saving people an average of $500 a year on car and home insurance. Call Hedman Anglin Insurance Agency today at 614-486-7300. That's 614-486-7300. If you do call them, make sure you tell them that Ben and Zach sent you. With all the destruction in this movie, I think there was definitely some people in this movie who needed insurance. Yes, if you have... If your brain needs some healing from this movie, or you got physically hurt watching this movie, please contact them. Now we will get into our next part of the movie vault, which is... The Outsider Review. All right, so our Outsider Review is brought to you today by AV Club, who does not sponsor us, but they're a website, and I think they talk about movies. So, um... (laughs) This is uh, a review that has been written by A.A. A. Dowd. Any any critic who has... We talked about A.O. Scott the first episode. Oh, I hate But a. if o. you Scott. start your name, and your name is like two letters that don't normally get used together. A.O. Like A.O. A.A. Like if your name's C.J. or J.J. or something normal. But like you're just so pretentious already. Like I don't even want to read your article. But uh, like E.J. from... The, that high school the musical, ti- the musical, the, the series. The title of this is Christopher <laughs> Nolan's sleek time travel thriller Tenet is more confusing than exciting. So AA goes on to write about how confusing this movie is, how Christopher Nolan likes gadgets and things that look like they're in Lincoln commercials. That's what I say. I think that Christopher Nolan is like obsessed with like anything that you would think imagine is in a luxury car commercial. So like Lincoln or Lexus or something like that. He had that. a BMW as a getaway car in this movie. Yeah, that's true. He and uh I think that annoyed him. Um he has a nameless hero who's punching his way through the twilight zone and like I don't but that even the worst part about this is this guy gives this terrible review. He says it's not very good, or I don't even know whether it's a terrible review. But he doesn't give a number score. Like, it's like he's he wants to punch it, but he's not willing to land the final blow. You know, yeah. you gotta leave that number review. I don't care he about your. Doesn't want your... to upset either side. But you upset us by not upsetting either yeah. side. So basically, our outside reviewer is an idiot. Uh, is yeah, he didn't do a good job. You know, AA Dowd, step up your game. All right, the next section is going to be ratings. We have a ten point rating system now. Oh. Who who offered our tenth point, Ben? Tell so us. Ike, one of our listeners, like Mike and Ike, texted me on our Instagram at the Movie Vault Pod, and he said that we should add a tenth category that was action slash choreography, and I said. That is a really good idea. So Especially thank- since we needed a 10th point. And because this is the perfect movie for this to be introduced in. And also, thank you, Ike, for sending that in. Thank we you, are def- Mike and Ike. We are definitely using that. All right. First so- one, sentiment. All right. So why don't you go first? I gave it an 8. I gave it a 7. Okay, that's close. I almost gave it an 8, but okay. I gave it well, a 7. Well, I gave it an 8 because it's Christopher Nolan, obviously, so it has a name to the brand, but... 
I really liked this movie, actually. I'm really into to time travel movies and hitman rom-coms and comedies in general, but this movie really hit the spot with time travel. Yes, and I gave it a 7. I think I mentioned that because I thought it was just kind of, it was good, but I thought compared to other Christopher Nolan movies that I like, it what I didn't feel like it was going to be up to that higher standard. But was so, it? I, I I don't think it I, I don't think it was though. Like okay, we'll talk about that. We'll in that talk section. about that later. Anyway, message is the second point. Uh, I give this a six because I'm really confused what the <laughs> message of this. Same movie here. Is. I don't know what they were trying to do. Obviously, they're Wait, trying to confuse us. What you What'd you get it? Six also. Yeah. So I think maybe I'm docking points because there's like this thing with the protagonist and cat where she's like, it seems like one of the underlying points is that he cares about her and he's like putting her the interest of her and her safety above the mission Mm -hmm. but it's not super clear and it does seem like this movie is a lot more stylistic than it is about like message yeah and i know that's what they were going for anyway yeah but uh all right plot is the third point i gave it an eight i gave it a seven okay so you're just like but maybe i'm maybe i kind of agree with aa dowd because it was a little confusing and maybe a little bit long. I like stuffy plots if they're very consistent. And I think this movie was kind of consistent. I, I think this movie was There might was be a consistent. few plot holes here and there, but that's going to happen when in time travel movies, in anything. So, any time travel. But I do think that for most part of the movie, it was pretty consistent. Yeah, that that is true. It was very impressive how consistent this movie is. And I think I just gave it a 7, and it's kind of similar to Zack's 8. So, I don't think there's much disagreement here, really. Dang um, it cinematography seven i give it a nine. Ooh, i love i mean i i think i rate cinematography too high though because like i was just kept looking at like the shots that were going on and i was like wow this is so good i like this ben's eyes are easier to please than mine yeah but i also gave good time and once upon a time in hollywood and baby driver no maybe i didn't give baby driver you, didn't, good cin- you didn't give nostra libre a high cinematography cinematography score and i did yeah, so you gave it like a four, and I think I gave it like a seven. That's true. I need I need to look at the consistency of my cinematography scores, but I do genuinely think that this was a well, very well shot. I movie. do too. But Most it wasn't. Of shots. It wasn't perfectly shot, but it was very well shot. So it's not a ten. But. Yeah. All right. Original. No character arcs is our next one. What did you give that? I gave it a seven because I think the protagonist character arc is good. It's very good because he's the protagonist. You know. And Neil's character arc, I mean, what did you think about it? Like, It was good, kind of. It was, was kind of good, but it wasn't It was thorough. backwards, that's what it was. It was backwards, and I, I felt like that kind of diminished some of it. A little bit, but that's not what they meant to do. So therefore, it's not. we can't judge it based on not what it's meant to do. I also gave it a 7, so oh, I okay. agree with you. But uh, I think Kat's, Kat had a good character arc. Yeah, she did, because of her, her son and finally dealing with the problem in her life that she was in the beginning of the movie she was so like set on like you can't fight it it's all you just gotta let it happen you gotta just lie down she said you can't you can't um fight it you just have to beg or something like that yeah and sato's character arc was interesting um but i thought it might have been slightly far-fetched with the whole thing about him being a young teen and discovering the thing but then i guess the movie wouldn't work if they didn't set that up so that was kind of necessary Anyway, yeah. Okay, next is originality. What did you give it? I give it an eight. Same. Wow, we're very consistent with each other. Yeah, this is a, maybe the closest scores that we're ever going to get. We don't know that yet. We don't know that yet, though. Um, originality, 
Uh, I mean, what did you think? I gave it an 8 because I think that it is unlike any other time travel movie that I've seen. More, normally in time travel movies, you're like you you're set in a time and you go backwards in a time. But there is I haven't really seen a time travel movie where you're like in the same place but experiencing time differently. I think this movie is one of the more realistic as much as you can have a realistic time travel movie because obviously as far as we know time travel is impossible. But a lot of time travel movies think of it more in a sense that it would never work. But this movie, at least Christopher Nolan tries really hard to make this yeah, logically about, plausible. Talking about entropy and just it's just energy reversed. And we know Nolan likes to do this. I have personally have not seen Interstellar, but I think he did this in that movie where he like talked to scientists and stuff and tried to make it make sense. Uh huh. Um, and he probably did that in this movie as too. As logically consistent as he can in the yes. movie. So. so so as so as an idea, I think Christopher Nolan nailed this one. Yeah, okay, the next one, number seven, is acting. What did you give it? I gave it an eight. I mean, Robert Pattinson bumps yeah. the score up automatically. I thought the protagonist... I gave it a seven, so one okay. higher. But I think the protagonist was okay. He was okay. I thought Robert Pattinson was good. And uh, I think the villain for me, Sado, I think he was the best in this movie, for my, for my opinion. Who is he played by? So... Um, so the protagonist is played by John David Washington, as we mentioned, and then Robert Pattinson plays Neil. Elizabeth Debicki plays Cat, who's um, Sado's wife. It's Sador. 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 Man, we've been pronouncing it wrong the whole way, the whole time. I think they kind of pronounced it like that in the movie, though. Yeah. Um, They're British. Sador. So who who plays Sador then? Oh, Kenneth Branagh. Oh, I know that guy. What, what else was he? Oh, in? he directed Thor. Really? Yeah, the first Thor, I think. Right. Yeah, I I think you might be right about that. And I know he played, he was the voice that says Mayday, Mayday at the beginning of Infinity War. He's also in Wild Wild West, is, The Road to El Dorado. Is he the one that directed Thor? You see that? Hold on. Um, we have to go to his filmography for that. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, if it's the guy that I'm talking about, I really like him because uh, he did the voiceover and he directed it, I think. I th- if not, we'll cut this part out. <laughs> directed films. Thor. Yes, he yes, directed he Thor. Yep. And right. I actually kind of like Thor, even though it's not the best Marvel movie. Not but the greatest. I still like it. Still good. It's the first one I ever watched, so maybe that's why I like it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was also in Dunkirk, so I guess Christopher Nolan likes bringing people back. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, uh, anyway. So he, I, I personally actually liked John David Washington quite a bit. I thought he was like serious, but he had some funny lines. He's charismatic. Definitely can see him being a lead man in plenty of other movies. Um, Robert Pattinson. I like actually, actually all do, all jokes aside, I actually think that Robert Pattinson wasn't quite as good in this movie. But I think it was because he, he had everything experienced he, backwards, and he didn't have the starring role. You know, like in Good Time, Robert Pattinson. It was basically Robert Pattinson's movie. That's true. So That's like true. he could really showed the breadth of his abilities. But in this movie, he wasn't given that. And But I think he did a really good job for what he was supposed to be. Yeah, for sure. Okay, the next thing that we have is style, number eight. What did you give it? Uh, I gave it a nine. Wow, I gave it a seven. Because I like this style. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I ripped Inception because I didn't like the style. But then I come back to this movie and I like the style in this movie. I think it works for what it... It, oh yeah, for what for sure. it is. Because I my problem with Inception's uh, style was that it was in a dream, and I felt like people didn't dream like that 
unless the Christopher Nolan dreams like that. <laughs> I but bet this, Chris, Christopher this, Nolan seems like the type to have really elaborate setup rules in his dreams. But he set up this world that was supposed to be the real world that was somewhat futuristic, and I could see it, and I, I thought that it worked really well, even with his, like, oh, the style was luxury, great. like, as- aesthetic. What, what what would they call that? Like, luxury core. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'd like some luxury core, honestly. Yeah, the, yeah. If we can get a, a luxury core aesthetic TikTok video, because that's uh, that's the thing on TikTok. Like they'll do like English teacher aesthetic, yeah, or like Spanish teacher aesthetic. You know, rare aesthetics. Hola, anyway. chicos. Okay, the next thing that we have is number nine, score. I gave the score an eight. I gave it a seven. This was an interesting score, but I thought. So here's something that I noticed that our producer David actually pointed out. Um, so in the beginning of the movie, the score is like, and then at the end of the movie, it went. Oh, I would not have it noticed. It flipped that. the score or like the little. It kind oh, of like. Oh man, that is so smart. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, so. this score is industrial. It's kind of brutal. Even the title, Tenet, it's backwards and forwards the same. Yeah. Did you think of that before? No, no? I did. Are you serious? I, I mean, I've noticed it, but like subconsciously, you know. Yeah. You see the way that they write it, and you can kind of see that. Yeah. Uh, this movie is smarter even than I Although, realized. Yeah. So it's just very, it's very meta in a way. Yeah, I actually did notice parts that were self-referential, but I'm kind of blanking on. Like specifically, there was one line that I was like, "That is well." Anytime that the protagonist talks about being the protagonist, is so self-referential. Yeah, that's true. Um, which is interesting because I don't know that I particularly remember Nolan being like that. Like he wasn't. That's that's more of his a, his reach for Quentin. That's Tar- more of a Dan Harmon thing or a Quentin Tarantino thing. That yes, but he he doesn't reference the outside world. He doesn't really break the fourth wall. He references his past movies. That's true. So that's more of a Quentin thing. Okay, the tenth the tenth uh, rating system, which is new for this week, is action slash choreography. What did you give it? I gave it a nine because most of the action was very impressive in this movie. I th- yeah, I think this is the highest score I've ever given. I gave it a nine as well. Yeah. So um, I think that those those fight scenes where one of them's in reverse and the other one's in forward, and you get to watch it from one perspective in one part of the movie, and then they come back to that scene later in the movie, and he's really like fighting himself from two different times. And it's like there's one part where he was like crawling away backwards. And I was like, what is happening right now? Why is he fighting a guy? That's acting like this. Then he later is in that role of the guy crawling away in forward time. So I get to see why he's like crawling away. And it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I completely agree with that. The way that they, they did the forward and reverse is just, it was amazing. I can't imagine how hard that was to uh, choreograph. Yeah. And they set up a world where like there's different rules. So like every time where they'd walk in, they'd walk in a scene and I saw like a bullet hole in the background. I'd be like, okay, duck everyone. Like, because they're like the bullets coming out of that wall in a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you, but you also had that warning. So it, it created a different environment. Cause if you saw the holes, bullets in the wall, you knew that there was potential to get shot. Yeah. So it, it presented like a different yeah. strategy. So there was, there was one part in the movie that like did foreshadowing they were driving in that bmw while they were doing that oh yeah and there one of the mirrors was cracked and i was like okay is there a bullet in there that's going to go through and kill someone did they plan that but really the characters didn't see that and then it explains later on that um the protagonist actually hits the car 
with his car while he's his future self hits the car that his past self is driving in and breaks that mirror and that's why it was broken but i was thinking like why would they do a little shot of that mirror and you can't really notice it because there's so much going on and it does a tiny little one second shot so it's just it's really cool to like finally notice those things in later scenes and it all has to do with like the action and choreography and making sure everything fits and honestly you got to watch this movie frontwards and backwards to notice how the fight scenes actually work so yes um and if you have an an ability to get a recut version that would be cool but we're gonna have to move on yeah to well let's say our final scores 74 percent i mine was 78 percent okay i think this was my highest i think Um, the last my last highest was yes it is your highest because baby driver was 71 percent so higher than baby drivers and i think it's also my highest this movie deserves my highest score which so far um, so far yeah, yeah, seventy-eight percent is one percent higher. So I actually have movies rated seventy-five, seventy-six, seventy-seven, and seventy-eight. Wow. So Good Time is the last, but honestly, I all these movies I thought were good. They're like my style of movie. I could put them in any order. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I I I like that. So why don't we move on to the next thing that we have? Is any plot holes or anything that we didn't really like about it? <sighs> were there plot holes though? Um. My, I, I think if you think about it enough, there probably are. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we didn't. Okay, next section. <laughs> Things that we liked about the movie. Um, I, I liked the aesthetic. I liked the acting. Oh, yeah. I liked, I liked the, car, the car chase scenes were cool. The, the, specifically the car chase scene with the fire truck. That was cool. They used the ladder to go on top of the other truck. And, and then everything. they had to shoot the tires off the police car that was like, what is going on here? Yeah, that was pretty cool. It was yeah. The things I liked was definitely the action. That has to be my the best part of the movie. Yeah, I think so. You can talk about style or substance. I think this movie is definitely better stylistically. Okay. So if you're looking yeah. at it from a stylistic perspective versus the story, the story's still good. Yeah. But the style really brings. And there's so much style and so much world building that it really just takes the spotlight off of. Like, character arcs and everything. And that's the intent, so that's why I went along with it. Yeah, and I guess it kind of comes up to preference whether you like stylistic movies as compared to movies of substance. I tend to drift more towards stylistic movies, so... I I usually go more towards substance, but this is Christopher Nolan, so it was an exception for me. Okay, the next section we have is... did 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 we like Robert Pattinson in this movie, or Good Time Better? I liked Good Time better. I think I did too. Yes, Robert Pattinson was better in Good Time because, like you said, it's 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 he wasn't the main character in this movie. He has to be the main character. Yeah, and because the character of Connie is just such a weird and unique character to play, mm-hmm. and the blonde hair, like, uh, also is Robert Pattinson British or does he have a British accent? I don't know. Is he British in Twilight? I've never seen Twilight, as we said. Um, let's see. I'm googling it right now. Robert Pattinson is British. I did not know that. I guess that makes sense because he was in British. Um, hey, we have a listener from Britain, I think, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so shout out listener from the UK. What if it's Robert Pattinson? What if Robert Pattinson's listening to our podcast? Because we talk about we him should have in every episode. Our our podcast, the Robert P- Pattinson Vault, and then he would have listened to it probably. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. Okay, next thing that we have is, how would you compare this to other Christopher Nolan movies? Okay, so I can give you my Christopher Nolan movie ranking before I watch Tenet because I don't know if I've actually decided where I'm ranking tenant so number five 
was The Dark Knight Rises. Number four was Batman Begins. Number three was Inception. Number two was The Dark Knight. And number one was Inception. And with no memento number one was memento. i was gonna say you didn't like inception as much no as although people. i still ranked it third yeah so but i liked memento because i thought that it was um i i guess maybe i like independent movies better i saw this meme about it was thanos with the six infinity stones and it's all six christopher nolan movies and one of them was like about power the other one was about the mind the other one was about the soul the other one was about time the other one was about whatever whatever the that's other two true infinity he does stones kind are. of he focuses in on like one part of human essence and really like diverges into it. This one was time, obviously. Uh, Memento would have been mind, I yeah. believe. Yeah, memory and, and mind. And that movie, yeah, I liked it because it was so small scale. Yeah. And and I felt like when 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 good directors are limited in their budget, they often like really use their creativity. And that with Memento. Well, Memento. I'd say Inception Me- is more mind. Memento. I don't know, but Memento is confusing because of the way it's shot. Yeah. So, like, it's shot in two different ways, and then they meet in the middle. So, the middle of the movie is, like, the end of the movie instead of... So, they're, like, Christopher Nolan's always been like this. Like, his movies have always been confusing. Although, the Batman movies tend to be a little bit more straightforward because they're yeah. Batman movies, and they're supposed to be, like, big blockbuster. And but, honestly, those are... That and Inception are what he's known for in Interstellar sometimes, but... Uh, yeah. I mean, there's The Prestige, which I haven't watched. That I've heard is good. There's Insomnia, I think, which has who's that al pacino is in that one yeah. but but you're right those are his his famous ones yeah and it's also interesting because christopher nolan oh i forget what i was gonna say anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah but anyway i would say if i had to put this tenant movie on the christopher nolan scale i think i would put it at the top really i do i wow think, i think it like you said it comes down to personal preference and I really like Inception. I am totally a bandwagon on that. And I really like Interstellar because I'm also a bandwagon on that. And I really like the Batman movies, once again, because I'm a bandwagon. But this movie, for me, is probably more towards my preference of time travel and like confusing plots that are consistent mostly as to the extent that they can be. And I really liked like just how the characters went, and it was like less of a i mean christopher nolan isn't known for having romance in his movies because he literally kills off batman's girlfriend in the second movie it's not his strength yeah definitely not and uh so i and that's not my personal preference either so i kind of like that so i i think tenet was the man who likes hitman rom-coms yeah because i like it when the hitman reaches the romantic partners and kills them oh okay i'm just kidding no i'm not sadistic i like um I just like this movie a lot, just because the style was good. Maybe I'll change my mind later. Maybe I'm just on a little little tenet high, you know? But no, I think the symbolism in this movie with like time travel going reverse and forwards, yeah. and there were so many cool creative scenes that are so confusing that I'm going to have to watch again, but I really liked it. Yeah, I think this one would be my third favorite. I think The Dark Knight and Memento would be better. Memento just because I feel like after I watched Memento, it like really changed my... It was a very impactful movie on... like in getting me into movies and um the dark knight because it was another impactful movie on getting me into movies but kind of because of heath ledger and um even if the rest of that movie the dark knight isn't um as good as the parts with the joker in it but 
Still a great movie. And it's not saying I don't like... I love The Dark Knight Rises in The Dark Knight. and Dark the Knight first Rises one, is kind of messy. Whatever. But I, I love all three of those, and I love Inception and Interstellar. And uh, But I think for personal preference, I would pick Tenet. That's, that's, that's cool. Yeah. We got a new favorite. Yeah. All right. But now we got to pick a new movie. So next week, we don't have anything on the schedule because we are going to... Randomly select a movie from the list of, of movies that are there. Which, on. once again, we've gotten a lot of. A lot of community interaction, which I like. Yeah, and we keep getting more, and we love getting more suggestions. Again, if your movies are on popular streaming services like Netflix and Hulu or Disney Plus or Apple TV, they or would be. Peacock or HBO Max, um, et cetera. Not, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we are more likely to watch them than if they are not available there. So, with that. We're going to click our randomizer button and see what movie comes up. All right. Bad Boys it is. Bad Boys. Sweet. Oh, and this is great because we have a listener who kept begging me to for Bad Boys to be an episode. Okay. I'm 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 happy. Yeah, this is this is a good one. You've seen it? I've seen Bad Boys and it is a it's not a bad movie. It's a good movie. Good Boys. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, with that, um we uh let's plug our our Twitter and our Instagram, who are, so, are being run by two other people at the moment. Yes, yeah, so we have two new people. Kenzie is running our Twitter, and Emma, my girlfriend, is running um, the Instagram. Girlfriend. I reveal. will also still be on both of them. So, like, if if it was something that specifically I needed to answer, I'll still be answering like listener stuff. So don't worry. But they're just gonna be running some of like the posting stuff and so forth. And uh, so the the Twitter actually the name is changed now. So instead of at the movie vault, uh, instead of what it was, it's at movie vault pod at movie vault pod for Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for Instagram, it's at the movie vault pod. And, and our email again is the movie vault pod at gmail.com. So that's where you can send in suggestions. You can, if you want to send in suggestions on Twitter, you can um, hashtag movie vault pod and we will uh, be looking for that. And you can do it on, on Twitter, but you don't have to. You can just DM us or send us an email. I think we're up to avenue. I think we're up to three followers on Twitter. Yes. Thank so, you. Thank you to the other two followers. Thank you. Twitter is um, definitely the easiest social media to grow. It would be four if we could follow ourselves, honestly. That's true. Actually, I don't think I've actually followed from my account on Twitter uh, because I don't really use my account on Twitter. Yeah. You so, should go on your account on Twitter and follow us soon. Yeah, I, I will do that. I'm going to create we'll nine four. accounts on Twitter just to follow yeah. Movie Vault. And then we'll have uh, nine more followers, and that'll be great. And you can yes. send in all the movie suggestions and overload. Nine different like, movie suggestions. Zach, so then every week we're watching a movie that I want to watch. Who is Zach Mewald? I don't know who that is. <laughs> or Mac Zewald. Mac Zewald. <laughs> I don't know. What's, what's going on here? Yeah. All right. Well, with that, Ben... It is now time to close the vault. Hey, backwards, Zach. Hey, backwards, Ben. Um, I just brought this in because this is actually the start of the episode, not the end. Is it? So, really, the movie vault wasn't opened at the end. It was closed. Yes, but the future self of your past came to the present so that it could tell you to reclose the vault at this time so in a way we're always simultaneously closing and opening the vault the vault is never opened but also never closed wow paradox we call that 
the Volta Docs. <laughs> nice.